Hello, welcome to the Outliers a podcast about movies, mostly <laughs> bad ones. Why are I, you so motivated? McLean Hirschbill sympathize collaborating with the with the invading Korean government and giving them information on the people who made this film. Joining me always, uh, it's Tyler who is not affiliated with the Korean government. <laughs> And always, it is I, Chip, who is a collaborator with the formerly Chinese slash formerly Al Qaeda invaders, who were the precursors in this <laughs> film script. Um, this this is an interesting. <laughs> we watched Red Dawn, but the bad one. No, not that one. The worst one. Yeah, um, it's like, a remake of a bad movie. Like I don't, I wouldn't yes. call Red Dawn bad. Like Red Dawn's bad in the sense that, like. It was it, in some a lot of respects the original Red Red Dawn's well made. Yeah, but it's bad yes. because of a the guy who made it's like literally said like I think he said I'm more right wing than Hitler and Genghis Khan. Yeah, that guy's oh. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, it was like and anyway. So we watched Red Dawn 2012, which is a movie I can only describe as existing. Pretty much, that is a. Uh, it really is a film that exists, and it That's the best. It's a movie that happened. Two thousand twelve. Uh, a remake of a bad Tyler. movie that's worse than. <laughs> Can you walk us through why you chose this one? Um. Yes, please. Yeah. Okay. So, um, essentially. Uh, everybody else always picks the war movies, and I'm always like, I'm not. That's really not my genre. Uh, sure, war movies are like we've watched a lot of them on this podcast, but it's like not really my thing. So I'm like, all right, uh, let me switch it up a little bit. Let me be the one that picks the war movie and have it be one of the biggest stinkers out of them. Uh, because I I remember I I I this is one of the few movies like I rented, um, really? back in the day. I rented it um, wow. on my iPod Touch in 2012. <laughs> Holy crap. All right. I didn't listen. Uh, I, I, in my defense, I was also 12 years old. <laughs> and um, I had an iTunes gift that, card. That is and, a defense, yes. You know, it had Josh Peck and Josh Hutcherson and Chris Hemsworth and everything. So, and it was, and I was also like, 12 getting into like this is where like i started to get into uh history and global politics so like i had a little north korea hyper fixation at the time so i was like ah oh, that's this, this movie looks like it rocks having mm. like having never even seen the original red dawn like i didn't even realize it was a remake the teenage boys with weird geopolitical interest club has is officially in session yeah. at least for me and tyler it is i i don't I don't know about you, Davos. I was sorry. Uh, I had a North Korea yeah. hyperfixation as a twelve-year-old lad, uh, immediately following the death of Kim Jong Il, <laughs> which this movie picks up quite soon after. Wow. So let's just. I, I'm so okay. Let's talk about the director first, Dan Bradley. A guy who I'm struggling to find a picture of. Uh, okay, I found a picture of him. 
the whitest man I've ever seen, and that's coming from me, uh, directed this movie. He apparently yeah. was one of the many people who played Jason Voorhees, um, but is mostly known as a stuntman and stunt coordinator. Um, that is really all I know about him. He did stunts in The Bourne Supremacy, Mission Impossible, The Bourne Ultimatum, and Swordfish. Crank. He seems to be one of those people that if there was an action movie like between like the 80s and t- 2010s, he was in it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm so struggling to talk about this one. I know yeah, you say that a lot. He's a coordinator who's been around since his first film was like 1977. He's been doing stunts for like 40 years. Yeah, and somehow uh, managed to like turn that into like some directing, which really didn't go far. <laughs> he did it once. Then the writer is Carl El. One of the writers is Carl Ellsworth, who's responsible for such works as Unhinged, The Last House on the Left, Disturbia, Red Eyes, The Legend of Tarzan, Cleopatra, Twenty Five Twenty Five, The New Adventures at really? Arc, Xena wow. Warrior Princess, Godzilla the Series, and Animorphs. <laughs> resume Ger- this had three writers then there's jeremy passmore who was who's a writer on san andreas he did story Is that the uh, vice sleeping dogs definitive edition and yes it is the prince the original sleeping dogs the cleaner and special Ooh. and then the last writer is kevin reynolds who is familiar because he was the director for Waterworld. Oh, okay. Hatfields and McCoys. Wow. Real talent. Tristan, yeah, he, so that's why he, I was wondering why he was, like, I feel like, I, you know, he's also Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves director. So this, it's weird that he's a writer because he has all directional credits or directorial credits, which makes me wonder, was he originally supposed to be the director and then was passed up for this other guy? I don't know. But they still he still wrote some stuff. But regardless uh, of who wrote it, it's dog ass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, really it's just like, wow, real three people really wrote this. Who, and a, so a real meeting of the minds occurred and produced the uh, most mind. I mean, some of those guys worked on good things, like Sleepy Dogs is a really good game. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> but, but, but who cares? This, this, this is, um, <laughs> this film has the brain power of the 12-year-olds it was made for. Um, I think, let's, let's just get into trying to, like, understand the premise of what is happening here because the premise immediately is where things start to go wrong because you can have okay. bad films with an okay premise and you can have okay films with a shit premise <laughs> this... okay so the premise is this question marks question marks question marks air invasion of spokane washington question marks wait no you got wrong it's question mark china invades scratch out china right above it north korea question mark invades question mark spokane question mark yes yeah but that to be fair that never even that from what i found that never even made it to like script 
that was an idea that was pitched, but apparently it was such a notably oh. bad idea that it, someone took note of the fact someone pitched it. I I, um, I, I, I did see them. I mean, like at least in the IMDb trivia, it does say like the early drafts of the script were Middle Eastern terrorists. But yeah, um, which yeah, so uh, I, I <laughs> so one so one source I found said that it basically like didn't even make it to like a full script. It was like someone started oh, writing it. Someone. So it's board. Who's the bad guys? Maybe this is th that was too dumb. L let's make it China to make it a yes. little bit more plausible. But we don't want to have to mess with the Chinese uh, film market by pissing off we can't the Chinese piss off, government. Yeah, the Chinese so uh, market. We'll shoot the movie as if it's China, and then like later down the line, we're like maybe not, and then spend like a million dollars to change the China. Essentially, just change the bad guy from China to North Korea by digitally removing all references well, so, to China and then having the Korean uh, <laughs> voice lines be dubbed over. So, let's face this ends up having is they do, this had the same problem that the Homefront video game had that came out like <laughs> a year before this. Um, but to be fair to that game, at least they tried to do some hist alternate history bullshit where, like, North Korea fully won the Korean War and, like, yeah. had become some, like, global tech superpower. Um, it's still a little hard to believe, but at least they, like, tried to make it semi-more believable and well, did a like, better okay. job of, like, making the main enemy Koreans mm -hmm. than uh, this movie did. So they started production for this movie in 2000, which... Is another interesting thing because most of the people who are in this movie, like, end up to like go do better things in between f shooting this movie and then doing this movie. Funny right. shit. Like everybody's oh. just not committed to the film. If you look at what other movies came out in 2012, which is when this movie came out, that the uh, like the rest of the cast was in, yeah. like, Chris Hemsworth was in the Avengers this year. Josh Hutcherson was in yep. the Hunger Games. Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. this was a packed year. And then there's Red Dawn. So, let's talk about the opening. Yeah. And also, like, to add, in, in addition to that, too, let's talk about the opening. Uh, so. The North Koreans so basically, the battle bus. <laughs> yeah. The, so, basically, it no, you're, here's the thing. It doesn't open with that. Initially, oh, yeah, no, it no, opens no, with a like football game. Yeah, there's a football game. High school football, America, go. It, it, it does yeah. feel like this movie was written by a bot that was like doesn't understand what America is, but also doesn't understand what North Korea is. Like, so yeah. like somebody pitched it like it's, North Korea, and it just like didn't know what to do. It's really funny because it, it like it has all the telltale signs of like a shitty like American nationalist propaganda film, but all it does is make America look bad. Here's like yeah, look. <laughs> American, American football as our favorite pastime. We love America, and then we're going in the football game. And it's great. Everyone's having a good time. And then those nasty North Koreans came in and invaded our homeland and took everything over. And our sports ball. But because, like, in that process, it just like makes a mockery of the American government and military. Oh, uh. Kenneth Choi, I didn't realize, sorry, this is a complete off-hand tangent. Uh, Kenneth Choi is one of the side uh, guys. Um, a really weird off-hand thing, like, 
uh, a friend of a friend knows him. I know that he works on nine one one, which is like a big Fox show. It's it's an it's an okay show. It's like one of those things like your parents probably like. But yeah. uh, it's I didn't I I knew that guy looked familiar and I realized it was him. Um, so sorry, sorry to like do that like um to you guys like just have that thought but yeah uh again the choy uh that's that's that one that's those special forces guy at the end looks so familiar is because that's him oh, been, that's been haunting my head all day and i it just hit me um he was also in shield um, one of the few bad guys that actually has like a recognizable face in line oh no no this is the this is the asian guy who is with the good guys uh-huh. oh okay there's there's no bad guys in this movie except for the one guy who's we'll there is an entity at, known as North Korea with one Korean who speaks a, a couple yeah. of times. Let's can we talk about that real quick before we like die for uh, so let's talk about the plot and we'll talk about when he shows up. So we do we so we then go to a bar. So keep in mind the pivotal thing that kicks off the original movie hasn't happened and it's like fifteen minutes in. Uh we get the characteristic that this guy let uh um, this guy loves his girlfriend, is obsessed with her. He has a brother. His brother's Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth has no personality besides the fact he was Marine. Yep, and their dad is a cop, and he's stern. I don't, I don't, do cops have like their own version of Ura? No, like that, that'd <laughs> be weird. If they cop, just, just like being the he's the the the, the professional cop. Well, and it's like it's. I feel like when they wrote this, they had an idea that this was supposed to be small. So. I will say this. Within the idea of the original movie, a lot of it makes sense that A, the enemy force is holding it, and B, that they're able to, like, warm out so much and do so much in that movie uh, because it's a small town, and it's pretty yeah. spread out. It's like a rural area. This is in Spokane, which is a densely populated city. 230,000 people. And then, way. like, parts yeah. of it are in the woods. Yeah, so, so, like, like, like they're trying to... Pa- it feels like it made their... They may, but they portray everything like it's a small town where everyone knows everyone, and he's like a small town cop that everyone looks to, but he's not. It's it's so bizarre. Um, I don't know if you guys got that feeling at all, too. Not, like, I mean, he's, he's not there. Because there's so little interaction with him. He dies immediately, so it's just... Like, it's hinted yeah. at, but it's like in the most basic-ass, empty way. Like, nothing no, reinforces it. The only the only reason we care about him is because he's their dad, and they don't. Really he's a cop, and he's ex- their dad. That's his. That's his. That's they, his entire that's, plot line. They don't really expand on anything about their like actual relationship or anything, except for like a passing line here and there. Because this is this movie's only like ninety minutes long, so they go like go 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 go, which, I mean, it makes it an easier watch because I'm not like bored out of my mind waiting for it to end. Because by the time I'm like, damn, when is this gonna end? It's already over, pretty much. <laughs> um, yeah, which so that's the only so that's like the only redeeming quality is that it ends quickly. <laughs> so go back into the plot. They yeah they go to sleep. Yeah, wake up. And then they wake Hell up. Shoots. They wake up to explosions and noises, and they go outside, and it's just the sky is full of of aircraft and paratroopers <laughs> like not taking specific points just everywhere they're just all over the city landing um, in the suburbs which why would you even waste your time there like they, they would seize the airport and then from the airport expand out seize like the the power supply seize like the 
like the the police state. Like you would seize the central See, important places, and then expand well, from there. <laughs> they just hopped off the battle bus, landed in Greasy Grove, mm -hmm. and picked up all their. Yeah, like, I will say it's like it's a cool visual. I understand why because okay. like I think we all we all had that first, we all had that moment of playing Modern Warfare two. Mm -hmm. And you're like doing, and you're doing the first mission of the Rangers, where you're like going through the suburban neighborhood, and there's parachutes falling down everywhere. Like that worked in that, but the problem is the uh, the the problem with that is Call of Duty did that before, so it's not a cool visual when you're doing it with cheap well, CGI in an MGM yeah. movie. If we count this as being shot in 2009, that was the year Modern Warfare 2 came out. Yeah, good point. <laughs> uh, but it was meant for release, it, but yeah. So like that's bad coincidence. That's like the that's like the worst Top Gun the uh, that we want the worst Top Gun movie knockoff that we watched coming out before Top Gun. Technically, like they one did it better. Also, I had more fun playing Modern Warfare Two. <laughs> oh yeah, no Mod Modern, Modern Warfare Two is like good. <laughs> or maybe I don't know. Maybe I was just um young and impressionable. Maybe it, maybe the Modern Warfare 2 campaign does not age well, but I remember enjoying it <laughs> much more than I remember enjoying this movie. But it's <laughs> yes, they um, literally. What's the only thing not about this movie? No, no, dude, like they okay, jump out so of the they jump is... out of the planes. The paratroopers yeah. just come in and then a chase. Like I don't actually remember them getting into into a truck. They just because it seems like it seems like you blink and they're in a truck all yeah, of a sudden. They run out of the house. Yeah. They get in the truck. Like they start driving, and their dad's like, "Get follow me because I'm in the car." Yeah. and I just have which to be the odds again. The police officer in Spokane. I guess he may, maybe he was driving towards their house. I mean, if you saw an invasion coming, you'd be like, yeah. "Okay, I'm get my okay so I'll, I'll, I'll forgive it. that." Like, and maybe yeah. they were driving towards the police station, so that might make sense. Yeah. So then they try to get to the woods. He gets hit. Uh, he gets his car gets shot up. So it stalls out, and then they like crash the first time. Yeah, the, just, funny, the, the only thing the that kids. was worth it in that was the part where they. The only thing that was worth it in that part was the part where they hit the fucking paratrooper with the car. Like, yeah. fuck you. Like that was great. Yeah. But then other than that, yeah, it's just a dumb. Like Dude. they drive and then chase, and then was it the dad gets. <laughs> Capture? How does it, the dad gets captured? Yeah, he gets captured. I, I forgot how that happened. And then, he oh yeah, and he's like, get out of here, take your rod, let's go to the cabin. Too. And they're like, go to the cabin, get out of here. And then yeah, they run away. They take the other kids, and then uh, the girlfriend has to stay behind. <laughs> and they capture her. Because we gotta go rescue the girlfriend. Of course. They gotta have yeah. a reason have for no a dumb... We have yeah. a plot to explain this this ally dying for no reason. Yeah, which sucked. Um, <laughs> Everything's... Uh, again, so then they then they have this whole scene. Movie. Yeah, it, like rapid fire is a down statement of how fast that it goes. The chase thing keeps the chase keeps going, and this is what I mean when you can kind of tell it's directed by a stuntman is like. Of everything in the movie, all the action stuff got a lot of emphasis, but was never given context to make it worth a damn. And let's yeah. talk about that too. This is early. This is like 2010 action. So 2009. it's just this, 2009, but it's, so it's just this horrible, jumpy, fucking 
Like everything, quick cuts, everything shaky cam. It's just awful. Like you can't see yeah. anything happening. That, you never can tell like where everybody is in a room. You, and that, people that, that, always give Battle of Los Angeles a fuck in that uh, era. <laughs> I, and I will say this: I always hate how people give like Battle of Los Angeles like, oh, it's unwatchable. Like when and yet like shit like this exists. Like yeah, I, I look, listen. I defend because it, it, it was good, and also like it was portraying like it, it, it was portraying something different. We hadn't really seen something like it. It was cool, and it was better than this. And also came out a year before this. Like it's. I really, I, so, yeah. Anyway, so there, there's another cool scene, which is when they get fucking t-boned by the stolen uh, Humvee, driven by our bad guy, Captain. Which is the other Joe. thing in this whole movie is like all of the bad guys just have American equipment. Yeah, <laughs> like they have Humvees and AKs. Like they have their AKs, but they have American Humvees. And where is the American then... military? Who the fuck knows? Be, okay, wait. So I okay, I want to talk about this actually. So I went back and watched the trailer for this because, like, for some reason, I remembered seeing a, a scene. I watched the trailer, and in the trailer, there's a scene of them showing an airbase where everything's destroyed. So I think we're we supposed to out. get. So I think there's supposed to be scenes of like soldier of like destroyed airbases. Like, yeah, and I think that's what happened is there's probably Chinese flags and dialogue that showed that stuff. Chinese uniforms and shit. Like yeah. they couldn't it's edit too... out. So they just cut the scene completely. I think they're using Chinese uniforms in the movie. Probably or like, whatever. It doesn't matter. Because um, like, like the other thing that they do is they photo like they, they CG edit all of the flags <laughs> to be Korean flags. Or whatever. Uh, yeah. The yeah. yeah, they're using Chinese uniforms the entire time. The yeah, only thing that's like not like the only thing mm -hmm. that's like not part of the uniform are those helmets because like China's been using modern Kevlar helmets. They're using like Korean War era Soviet helmets. Yeah, just cheap shitty helmets. It's um, but this movie it, it, does it, not it, do a good job at explaining where the American military is at all. <laughs> Does it surprise you? But will it surprise you all by the if I tell you the fact that apparently MGM went bankrupt around the time of making this movie, and that's so why know. it got shelved? This is their last? Oh, that explains a lot. Yeah. Um, MGM still exists, but like I guess they just they hit a rough patch, um, <laughs> which you know is understandable, but still. Um. Uh, I don't know. MGM is like a studio I know nothing about. Mm -hmm. They apparently have their own streaming service now. They do. Um, they got, uh, yeah, it's actually how we watched bangers. it. Surprise. Yeah, I. Yeah, that's actually how we watched it. I don't know why I said. I don't know why I said it like that, but like we we watched it on MGM Plus, and it was like I'm I'm not an advert for it. It's just like if you're a movie person, it might be yeah. like a good thing to check out. Yeah, but you already um, also have like so, subscription yep. services. Yeah, so um, I actually don't have that many right now, and I'm kind of happy with that. Um, yeah. The thing is, it seems like there's a lot of movies on there that you'd find on Max. So I'd like maybe I'm gonna check and see because if I don't really use H, uh, HBO all that much anymore, so if I don't have to, I won't. Um, anyway, what was I saying? Oh yeah, so we uh, we got the big so. Captain Cho, let's talk about him. He's introduced right off the bat. Yeah, and he's, he's introduced as the big bad, and then 
he's also and he I think here's the thing I wish he was more like I feel like I want to kind of hate about this I hate to say this like I feel like there's like the most inklings of a good movie hidden somewhere deep inside mm-hmm. like I if if you put the three of us in a room even though like you know even the three of us in a room had said we had to write a Red Dawn reboot I feel like we would have written something better Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like we first yeah, off, we would have made like I Russia see. the bad guys or something. I don't know. I think, um, I think just the original premise is just so absurd <laughs> that like even if yeah. like no, there, like, like if you, you say like oh it is China, it's still fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, to go back like though, like I think we would get something better. But like the problem is this movie doesn't let the characters exist in any meaningful way. It doesn't the only let person anything happen. The only person that really gives time is Josh Peck's character, and his character's terrible. His character basically spends the entire time moping, and he has absolutely no connection to his brother. We never feel any ca- chemistry with him and his character, who's his girl. At and the very his, end. At the very end. Like, literally at the end, like, five seconds before Chris Hemsworth gets fucking domed. Um, <laughs> uh, he just has no chemistry with anyone. Yeah, yeah. so then so, so they go out into they go out into the into the woods. Uh they hide, they meet Pete. Pete's an asshole. That's all that's all we get to learn about him. That is all this movie will let us learn. Um they do some woods montage like basic they do some woods. Training stuff. montages where they're No, that doesn't happen and... that doesn't happen yet. Uh then so then uh Captain Cho, our villain, and let's talk let's talk about poor Captain Cho portrayed by uh so bad, I need to pull up the IMDB here. Dude, uh, talk about really about the movie. This would be like let's this would be like someone putting in like their life's work for uh fucking uh the flash or something. Will yeah. Young Lee. Yeah, so uh, essentially my source okay, so first of all, my source on this um is todayonline.com. Uh, the, the, this article is the good doctor's Will Yunli on his memorable roles from Die Another Day to Altered Carbon. In this in this article, there's a section on it where he talks on an in an interview. He's, I guess he's talking about um, Red Dawn. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna read this um, how it's written. When Lee came on board this remake of the 1984 rec, um, actioner, he was playing a Chinese captain leading an invasion of the U.S. I learned Mandarin for the part, and the something happened, we had to redo everything. The producers decided to replace the Chinese antagonist for North Korean ones for fear of alienating the Chinese market by removing every China reference in the movie in post-production to the tune of a reported $1 million. I spent hours of <laughs> in the dubbing booth redoing my lines in Korean as well. <laughs> I definitely had wow. some reservations playing the bad guy because I had done a few other roles that walked that line. He had, at the end of the day, I put my actor's hat on. Sometimes the villains are actually the most fun to play, but I just became a lot more conscious in terms of what I wanted for the rest of my career. <laughs> By the oh, way, um, don't ask him pl- to say anything in Mandarin. He'd all but forgotten the language. <laughs> he played Wei Chen in Sleeping Dogs. Oh, okay. He, well, he voice acted. So... 
Yeah, it seems like he has a pretty decent uh, voice acting career out there as well, which... Bro, is... <laughs> learned Mandarin to yeah. play a Chinese villain. And then they removed China yeah. from the movie, and then they made him redub it all in Korean. I imagine getting that phone call was probably great. He's like, yeah, that sounds great, guys. I'd love to work uh, work with you again. I just, I'm going to put you all on mute for a second. Are you fucking kidding me? Anyway, so, um, yeah, I can start next week. Like, learning yeah, Mandarin <laughs> is not an easy feat. I know. It's, I, like, I've done it. I've tried it, it. I took a class in Mandarin. It's, that was it's, tough. And he learned that for this movie, only to have it redubbed in Korean. Which I, like, I assume that he already know, uh, knew. I mean, like, he... He's, he was born in America, but has Korean parents, um, and he was comfortable mm -hmm. enough to do this. So I like, I don't know for sure, but I don't I think he's uh, it's, Korean for this movie. It's one of those things that, like, uh, it's one of those things too where I feel like it because, like, I feel like there's like there's obviously act working actors, and then there's working actors who were in big things, and then there's big actors. And he falls into that weird middle category where it's like he's a working actor, so he needs the steady, constant work. But he's also like been in big things. Like this, even though this didn't do well, it was still notable enough that many people talked about it. It had like advertising. It was an MGM movie. Yeah. Um. So, you know, for for all that that's worth, I think it's. I think it's appropriate to say, like, he seems like he's a successful person, and I also imagine it must be frustrating, too, when they require you to learn a whole new skill set for something, and then that goes out the window. Um, oh, so... In Mortal Kombat 10. Oh, okay, that's... Like I said, so yeah, I, I noted... Yeah, that's cool. I've I've heard his voice before. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't have enough time to recognize his voice in this, because this movie gave him zero characteristics. <laughs> Yeah, which is a shame. Um, it's like one of the things this movie desperately needs is an antagonist, uh, and they do the bare minimum of having an antagonist because I assume that because they had to trim so much due to the change from China to Korea, um, that a lot of that old footage wasn't usable, and like yeah, the the limited f footage that you he does have where he's actually talking, you can kind of tell that it's dubbed, like the like um, yeah, yeah, it looks dubbed. It, yeah, it definitely looks up, and, and most of the time, actually, like the, you, you, you can notice this that like when the North Korean characters are talking, so like sometimes like the camera will be faced away from them, so you can't see their mouth. So they're trying yeah. to hide. Yeah. Uh, so let's try. I'm gonna try to power us through the plot because we've spent a lot of time just talking about all the initial problems. So <laughs> Captain Cho them. shoots their dad. Um, and also, uh, one of the guys, so their, their crew is like made up of some guys from high school. Um, yeah, random kids with this one girl band. that they have no connection to besides the fact she knows the brother from when they were younger and is like friends with the, with Josh Peck's girlfriend. And then, you know, there's the two assholes who run off and then there's the, uh, two other guys who are really given no, no other characteristics except they're there to basically... I mean, no spoiler. It's just, I mean, spoilers, but no one's going to give a shit. They're there to die. Like, it's literally these guys are there to be killed off before you kill off, like, the bigger names, which mm -hmm. sucks. 
Um, Which is so, all meaningless because they're not fleshed out in any way. So yeah, it doesn't hold like, any value. At least, I, like I was thinking, in, in the original Red Dawn, they at least give you time to meet their main characters mm -hmm. before they get killed off, and even like before they start becoming gorillas, even. Um, so they start training, and then they do their version of the ambush scene, which, as you pointed out, makes as we all pointed out, makes zero sense because they're ambushing a checkpoint in this in a city. And their whole plan relies on them not shooting the character they sent out as a, de as a bait and on them not instantly meeting reinforcements. And they do this to acquire ammunition and they gear. They also just, like, waste a lot of ammunition in the process. Yeah. Yeah. A, that whole montage of them, like, starting to expand and starting to kill bad guys and stuff is so boring and forgetful. Like, yeah. there's nothing interesting happening. Like, it's just... Just it's it's things happen. They get more like they're hiding in the middle of the city, like in the middle of the town. Mm -hmm. Like this is a town um, of two hundred fifty thousand, so it's like just this blatant shit that would not work. It, again, it feels like this was it, this was written to be a small town, but they absolutely forgot to do that. Yeah. So then, we know that like require you like uh, like a good amount of brain power for from you. Where you like really have to sit there and like you know like take stuff in but this is this is this is the opposite like the the less brain power you spend on this movie the better because the like moments you start to like actually start thinking about anything that's where it goes wrong if you if you're literally sitting there like head empty eyes on screen maybe maybe you can give it a pass <laughs> that's it um yeah, that's I, I like I, I again I don't want to harp on it too much, but just the movie makes no sense. Um, and the next thing too is the next thing too is the whole uh, what you call it scene. The whole they then do oh we're gonna our our job is to terrorize them and they do a bunch of bombings, which mm -hmm. like on one hand yeah it makes sense that bombing would be more of a thing in this movie because obviously I think IEDs have become synonymous with like insurgency warfare or and like and you know so that makes sense and then it's basically they take a picture of captain cho's special communication phone case thing and then they shelve that and they never mention it until the very end of this movie um and then we get this whole thing where it's like the main character uh, oh yeah so then they're on the run after one of their ambushes and uh, comes the weirdest subway advert ever. Yeah, that is so bad. That whole bit was just terrible. It's like, so it was like this is bla this serves no purpose. Like they, then I, they rob like, There's subway. no reason for this scene to be in the movie. I, I watched Deimos Age while we while we they saw that subway scene while they're being chased I, by the Korean police and yeah. the Korean military in a tank. Like, you know, it was one of those things where it's just, I could, like, I, I kind of saw all of us cringe in our own different way when I, I, that scene happened. And then he fills a mop bucket with soda. Like <laughs> no, they, he fills it yeah. with every soda. And, he pushes the, the bucket into, like, this, like the fountain machine. Yeah, it's like, it's not how soda works. And it's also, it was an ad in the middle. It's, it's like, imagine, save, like sa imagine the middle saving Private Ryan, there was a McDonald's ad. Um, or like actually, that doesn't exist in World War Two. <laughs> Good. That was, wasn't founded until 1950 and whatever. 
God, that's good job on making yourself sound extra annoying, Tyler. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, one of the so one of the things too that occurs to me here is like, of all the foods you try to snag from town, perishable foods does not seem like it'd be high on the list. But they just, um, just wanted that. They needed that bread, man. They, yeah, they needed that Subway cake bread and that they, not meat. They, yeah, and they and I like how they made like the specification. We don't want any of the flat bread. Uh, yeah, honey, it's so it's such a weird, yeah, god, yeah, that's this movie I don't, sucked. I don't know why they had to like rob it like that with fucking guns in, like, oh, we're, we're holding mm-hmm. you up because, <laughs> like, also, like, they want they want to make it like, like, seem like wow, the, like, they've really like disrupted all sense of normal life. But they walk into the subway and everyone's just but chilling. Everybody's... Like it's just a regular <laughs> ass subway. <laughs> it's yeah, so everybody's out of place. just living their life if they're not. Yeah, everybody's just occupied and like, oh yeah, there's like, oh, there's people in jail cells at this like, golf. They, they literally have like a fucking labor make... camp for citizens. Yeah, there's this makeshift prison for citizens at a football field, but you never like. They're just in prison. They don't say what they're doing. They don't say why they're there. I, I think, like, I think yeah. it's a re-education camp or something. Something yeah, like there's that. There's like one point when what was it? There's the big like ambush scene that goes wrong where things start falling apart. Is like, oh, they're gonna bring this busload of people in and execute them or something. Yeah, or I guess. So. I, I think. I think. And I think they're that's going when to the, the shitty. That was when the shitty little brother decides to go off on his own and get one of his own guys killed and fuck <laughs> up the whole thing, so he can save his girlfriend. Yeah, and then again, like, who cares? Because this movie's so boring. The, the L girlfriend, <laughs> and I know that's skipping some trading. stuff, but there was—I don't remember any of it. I, I, I don't think I. Okay. Yeah, and like you know, the whole point—that whole point of that ambush is just to get a guy killed to make that guy feel bad about it. Yeah, um, make him regret his decision, so he then, grows then, as a character. Then he. Yeah, and then girlfriend, and then he disappears for three days because he feels bad about. The guy getting killed, and the, and the girlfriend's like, um, and then he's he, been gone for day for then days. He, him and his and brother. Like, Wait a minute. He's been, his... been gone for days. Only now. Yeah, you this wanna, like, has no scale of time. Yeah, everything could have happened in two, in like a week or five months. It doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, like again, like that again. Uh, not to say like their original Red Dawn was a masterpiece, but at least they also like showed the change of seasons to give you an idea of how long they were like yeah. hiding out in the mountains. I don't know, but we we do know that Maddie or Josh Peck's character has been gone for three days, but it's really weird because she's just like, um, he's been gone for days. Maybe we should go find him. And like, wait, why did why like? Which why are you my girlfriend would be a little more concerned. Yeah, and like you don't have to wait. So, like, you have to wait like three days. Like after you, I'm gone for twelve hours in the middle of a war, you should let people know <laughs> you haven't seen me. You should probably like. No, no, no. Maybe no, we should go. Like, no, no. He just needs his time. But like, I don't know. The situation <laughs> seems kind of dire. If you disappear for fucking three days, maybe I would probably like do something about that. But no, I and mean, like they find them pretty much immediately. But like his girlfriend, the, the girlfriend Erica, the girlfriend character, like she's she's just kind of around. 
None of the women have any are given any personalities, which again isn't some is kind of the um, same problem that they for the first movie actually has a much more glaring uh, problem, which is when like apparently one of the plot lines its director was originally pushing for was for like that middle aged pilot who shows up halfway in the movie to be romantically involved with one of the teenage girls, and like that was like one of the few things that actually made the producers put their foot down and like no, let's go no, you can't do that. So, in that, at least they didn't do that in this movie, but, like, yeah. still, like, just none of the women are actual characters. They're char- characters. Like, they're, they're just... Um, Adrian Palicki's character, like, she's, like, oh, she's, like, like they, not that bad. Like, they use guns and stuff. They're not bad caricatures, but they're just, there's no character there. We don't know well, fuck all about them. We just, we just know they're Erica, the love interest of the other characters. I think with Erica was weird, because, like, um... I mean, first of all, her character is just being the girlfriend, and then, like, they rescue her, and she doesn't really do much for the rest of the film. Well, and, like, like, she, does, like, she is, like, what, involved in the what was so, well, And what was so important about her and her family that they got captured by um, the I think, North I, Korean I think they were just rounding people up. But it wasn't really, like... But why aren't they rounding like, everyone up, though? Like, dude, because they made it, like... Some people get to go to Subway, some uh, people get to go to a re-education camp. Fucking... <laughs> Go to Subway or... This is, this is the first movie where, like, we're, we're heavily debating something that, uh, like, happens in this some movie. Some people get to keep their clothing business. Some people go to camp. I don't know. Um, but she gets yeah. captured. But when they... Res- like, she's, like, involved in the fighting, like, pretty much immediately being... After um, being rescued. But she also doesn't, like get involved with any of like the training which i understand like we gotta keep we gotta keep moving move the plot along we gotta go fast 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 but also like i don't know she should have had like at least a little bit of adjustment period but now she's just right into it but speaking of plot nothing really happens until the back third of the movie when they finally start the final big plot line which is when the random marines show up yeah, the, the, the yeah. best and, uh, the best American government has three Marines for this area. <laughs> well, that's after they get ambushed in their like in their little hidey hole because oh yeah, you know, they don't really they don't it doesn't occur to them maybe we should not just stay in one location. Yeah, their um, hidey hole gets nuked. Not yeah, really, we'll, we just get blown up by a big ass mortar bomb. by mortar fire too. Yeah, but um, yeah. which uh, yeah. I don't know. I know nothing about yeah, how yeah. mortars work, but it seems like that was a little overkill for mortars. That seemed more like I real artillery. That was like, yeah, like big artillery or aircraft dropping uh, bombs. Is what it looks yeah. like. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's that, that's just movies. But anyway, movies will be weird like that. So then, yeah. So then they meet up with these marines. They're like, oh, we gotta get this box. This box that is the only. This is the secret to their communications, and it's the only reason we can't defeat them. And it's because they have this closed circuit intercom system so that all of them can yeah. coordinate which is something everybody has and isn't that big of a deal and wouldn't change the the course of the war mm-hmm. because they would realize they had lost it and they would either change the the, the codes on it or stop using that machine altogether yeah those things do operate on frequencies like there's like secure networks are secure networks for a reason yep um yeah, you have this the, stuff the, called um calm security that you cycle through so that way you don't have the same like you don't stay on the same security like encryption for longer than like a week or two so that way you're constantly rolling it so people can't figure it out they're also the ones that give us like the only details on like what's going on in the world or like they're the only military that exists the air force the army 
and the navy all died immediately when this war started. Yeah, like the Russians took the eastern seaboard. Uh, there's fighting going on on the Texas-Mexico border and shit. Doesn't say what or how, just that there is. Like, oh, and then there's, there's a gun, all-out gun war in Florida. Florida just started shooting itself because it's Florida. Yeah, and the reason, and then there was an EMP attack that shut down all of their systems somehow. Yeah, again, or yeah, it was like a mass hacking attack. It wasn't even yeah, like that. Yeah, they they got hacked. Which, because like I, 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 I around that, I remember like around that period of time, like the big thing was like North Green hackers are like the most skilled and dangerous hackers in the world. It's just like no, like we weren't prioritizing hackers. No. Like we then did it, and now that shit never happens again. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, so know, yeah, there. Also, like um, that that was but, enough um, to take out. Yeah. The entire American uh, military-industrial complex. Military. That was yeah. That so was then enough. they go am. So they go ambush Cho in the police station, which the big final it seems like they could have gone at Cho. I know, like their big goal, it seemed like was getting at Cho. Like, because yeah. so for some reason, this one captain is very important. Like, which is he, like he's. The head of, He's like, the, the whole invasion or some shit. Yeah, like, a captain. Who, like, to put into perspective, is, like, the rank-following lieutenant, which is, like, entry-level for officers. Like, yeah. And then, not, also... Like, he's left alone in this... Like, there's, like, minimum security at this police station at night. Like, and they have the lights turned off in, like, half the rooms. Like, it's, like, a regular job now. It's just they, they work at the police station. Not, not yeah. leading an invasion force. Yeah. Um, um, the so dad. then, you know, it's personal. Yep. Yeah. So then, you know, they they have a big dumb gunfight in there because something goes wrong, of course. Um, that's then followed, by, and then like a, two of the Marines get killed in in this scene. Um, no, just the one. No, one of the Marines get gets killed in this scene. Yeah. Then uh, they all they like they kill Cho. They grab his secret code box. And you know, you know, he gets this one line of like, "You fucked with the wrong family." Then rips um, his, his name badge off the board to expose his yeah. dad's name because his dad was in his office, and his dad had a secret gun locker that nobody knew about except for the son who was in the military and was never there. You know, as you do. Yeah. Well, I guess you could have just guessed that, that, like, guessed that that was there, and also like. That he his whatever his like code was like his birth date or something. Maybe yeah. Anyway, could, besides the point, like foreshadowed like a good uh, movie, but that'd be too easy. No, because that that it would uh, that, that wouldn't have been an ass pull, and we want ass pulls. So then you know we had uh, so that happens. Then we return to base. They're all celebrating. Then Chris Hemsworth gets fucking domed, <laughs> uh, which like. You know, it has the most unceremonious death of any character, which honestly, a little bit of credit. Like, uh, like it feels like not enough movies just do that where someone sure. dies instantly like that. Yes, that's true. Choice, whatever, in a fucking lame movie. I mean, they yeah. have something have stakes in this movie since nothing else did. Yeah, the only one. Um, that, the only one and this is because died, like the fucking kid I forget the character's name. I think it was Daryl. Um, yeah, he, it was Daryl's his name. It was Tom Tom Cruise's son, I think. Is this Which, his only credit, or he might have like one other movie or something? You know, I'm gonna check on that right now. Um, yeah, I think he only has like so, two movies, and this is one of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
hold on. I'm trying to, I'm seeing, I'm looking right now. Anyway, so point, yeah. Uh, yes, he has two movies, Seven Pounds in 2008 and Red Dawn in 2012. Uh, I guess acting did not take light for him like it did his father. I mean, if, the, uh, if this was one of my first acting like movies, I would have quit acting too. Yeah. I would have. Yeah, no, maybe he like, it, 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 yeah, yeah, no, maybe it was like he thought it was like he tried acting as like obligation because his dad did it. Yeah. Um, like, oh, this isn't for me, but maybe if he had a better experience with a better movie, he would have enjoyed it more. Yeah. yeah. So the movie then kind of ends rather anticlimactically, where it just kind of like it really does feel like they like, oh, we have we we hit our pitch deadline, we got to end this shit now. Yeah. So um, they gotta like, escape with the the box. Yeah. And then they leave Daryl behind because they the Russians jabbed a tracker into his ass uh, with like a special knife thing. Yeah, like um, they jabbed like a little tracker beacon and put on an animal. Ass. It was in his like side or his back. Yeah. But even then, like he like takes the machine gun from the one guy, and then he doesn't get like an action sequence. Like yeah, stopping the like it wasn't like they were being chased Which by the bad guy. Wouldn't guys. have bothered me if this was a smarter movie where it's like yeah. you're kind of just left to try to figure out what happens to him. But yeah, it which does. Be cool if there was any value in it, but again, yeah, there's... yeah. Um, because it's just really so then you know at the end, at the end, uh, you know it's they uh they you know uh fucking Negan from The Walking Dead takes the code box uh back to the free American so they can win the war. Um, and then they recruit more people to join the Wolverines, yeah, and they break yeah. everyone out Shitty, of prison. What's his they, name? Not Zac Efron, whatever his name is. Josh Peck decides to like he gives a speech that like the camera shifts, and he's giving it to other people before they go raid the prison to free all the people. To them, this is just a place. Hey, so this, so okay, it wasn't shot. So it was shot and completed in two thousand nine too. That's another thing to point out. Like, oh, wow. so this so movie was sat for three years. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Oh, damn, so. That's a, yeah, the post-production um, is a fucking nightmare. So, uh, can we do my favorite part, which is the IMDb trivia page, and then we'll wrap up? Yeah, yeah, let's do 100%. that and then call it. That's uh, the encoded messages on Radio Free America are identical to those in the original Red Dawn. Oh, wow. The oh, wow. film was shot and completed in, 2000, in 2009 and originally scheduled for release on November 24th, 2010. It was shelved for almost two years due to MGM's financial troubles. In, the invading army was originally Chinese. It was changed to North Korea in post-production to maintain access to the China's box office. Lame. Changing the antagonist from Chinese to North Korean reportedly cost less than $1 million. They changed an opening sequence summarizing the backstory. Chinese repossession after the U.S. defaults and loans turned into <laughs> North Korea's invasion. Uh, re-edited two scenes in U.S. digital technology changed Chinese symbols and dialogue to Korean. And I feel like they also just cut a bunch of shit, too. They had to There's a bunch when, of scenes we lost. When the group is talking about things they miss, one person says Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare on one stage of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 2009 is called Wolverines taken from the original movie in which Russia invades America. Yeah. Uh, to help get in shape for the role of a high school quarterback, Josh Peck spent. The, oh, can we also guess that like Josh Peck's supposed to be a high school quarterback and like looks as old as yeah, me and Tyler do now? Like, every actor looked like they were like meant to be like college age. Yeah, which would yeah. Be fine. That, that, they could have been college. Yeah, it could like it easily could have been college football, and everyone would have been like, "All right, cool, uh, whatever." <laughs> Josh Peck spent time working out and practicing with uh, the Saddleback College football team in Orange County, California. Growing up with the multiple health problems, Peck never played football before he 
before and he didn't know much about the sport in general but wanted to implement real life quarterback tactics into film i'm glad he had the five minutes of being a quarterback so he yeah, could thank do that God for that in the scene where the airborne troop well, but that's another example this actor's putting so much effort for this movie and like it feels like no one else put like the actor i will say i don't want to blame the actors because this feels like a terribly written movie oh yeah no, yeah, i think a lot of these actors are fault. very talented like, actually, um, like they're actually are, really good 100 percent. i don't blame them in the scenes where airborne troops are dropping into the neighborhood, dozens of heavy transport planes are seen in the sky. The Korean People's Army Air Force has only one AN-24 NATO reported nicknamed Coke and five or six single-engine AN-2 NATO reporting name Colts, which lack the range to stage such airborne operation. This is likely <laughs> due to the changeover films to North Korea. Uh some scenes were filmed in, in the in the closed Notre Dame High School in Harper Woods, Michigan, near Detroit. The school cafeteria was was the catering hall. Uh, when the coded radio messages are being sent, the message "John has a long mustache" was also used in the movie "The Longest Day." It was uh, sent to the French Resistance before the D-Day invasion. Early. Early drafts of the script had the protagonist fighting Middle Eastern terrorists, which, oh my god, I'm glad they didn't, because imagine how fucking racist this movie would have been. Yeah, I mean, been. yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's already not great in this movie, but they at least have to keep the that film, to minimum. The film features propaganda pamphlet posters and banners featuring People's Liberation Army symbols such as the August 1st Star, posters attempting to garner support for Chinese occupation with slogans such as rebuilding your reputation, repairing your economy, and fighting corporate corruption. Which also, by the way, side note, I think Joe from Lines Led by Donkeys has talked about having some of these left over from when the movie was done. Oh, really? Because really? he, so he lived in Washington for a while, I think. Like, he's mentioned it on his podcast. So... But I, but like, not that we have a connection. It's just funny because I remember listening a while ago. First yeah. film directed by stuntman Dan Bradley. Don't know if it was his last, but it feels like it might have been. Um, Adrian Pilecki, Chris Hemsworth, and Kenneth Choi all ended up participating in the MCU. This is true. Uh, yep. Choi, in, he was a howling commando in Captain America. Adrian Pilecki showed up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And Chris Hemsworth, of course, is Thor. But wasn't he also in uh, Spider-Man... Like as like as his grandson, he's like, oh yeah, my grandpa was. Yes, like, he too. is. Yes, he. That's him too. And, but I. Same actor. Yep, and then uh, yeah, there's not much. Oh yeah, in the same year, Josh Hutcherson appeared with Chris Hemsworth's brother Liam Hemsworth in The Hunger Games, and yeah, there's not really any more. Uh, that's all the interesting bits in this film, because there's nothing yeah. else interesting about it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anyone else feel like so, guys? What's your overall thoughts on this? What what a dog ass! <laughs> I, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a controversial take on this one. Okay. What? This was one of the more fun films we've watched in a while. It's only I would have see, to disagree. I would disagree I on this... the. I I think you. I, I, like, I, I, I don't know. Okay. I had I had fun with it because the more brain power that I put into it, the more it fell apart, and I enjoy that because I, like, I, let me rephrase that. Like, it was fun because we got to bitch about it more. Like it felt like we yeah, actually yeah. had more to talk about. There's a lot of bad stuff in this film. I don't know if this is the. I think I also think it's far from being one of the worst oh, we've yeah, watched. It, yeah, I, like, I'm almost daring to say of like if I had to watch another movie from all these movies we watched again, it might be this one. 
like it's, it's so short, which is so that much is, in its favor. That is very special. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I for one, really enjoy uh, trying to dissect the politics of this hypothetical world, and that is a big winning, <laughs> like contributing factor for me as to like why I'm enjoying it so much. Not because like it's good; it's because the 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 more you try to think about the politics of it, the more it falls apart, and the more fun that I have trying to put my brain into the shoes of the writers trying to make this shit up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I, I just... have so many more political rants on how, like, insanely um, absurd the premise of this film is, and, yeah. <laughs> but, like... Like, honestly, if you want a better, like, American invasion storyline, just play Modern Warfare 2. Like, it's so much better. Or, like, World in Conflict. Um, this movie's just, it's, I don't know. Like, listen, unless you're like us and you want to watch something bad, don't watch this movie. Uh, also, like, there's not a lot of easy ways to watch it. So, like, unless you have MGM, too, it's definitely not worth your time. Yeah, this is it, not something worth paying for. No, yeah, you're, I, like, you're not watching a technically a movie podcast episode for uh, film recommendations. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, no, no. Um. So next up on our movies is Plan Nine from Outer Space, which is one of my personal favorite bad movies. It's one of the OG bad movies. Um. That is one uh, of the yeah. bad movies of all time. Uh, so, uh, hey, is anything else before we sign off? Uh, um, no. This is good times. If, terrible if North times. Korea ever invades your hometown, you you now know what to do. Yeah, form yeah. an insurgency with a bunch of strangers. Uh, yeah. Have a so good North one. North Korean army yeah. staging a ground invasion of the United States. Let's go. Yeah. Just, just kill the one captain and you win the war. Scene of the war. Yeah, yes. that's how you beat the war. He has, he has, like he he has the uh, battle droid thing where if you like hit him, no one knows what to do after what afterwards. <laughs> All the North Korean soldiers deactivate. Yeah. All right. Easy.